So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the Real Estate Marketing Dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. Folks, what we're going to be chatting about today is uh, we're going to take a little bit of uh, a step away from the marketing side of things. And what we're going to talk about, um, believe it or not, is probably the best skill that especially not only as a real estate agent, but as an entrepreneur that you really should have in your arsenal. And that is just fucking managing your time, to be honest with you. Um, one of the questions we get at Real Estate Marketing Dude all the time is, um, hey, dude, how do you get all these videos done all the time? And how do you guys do this? And how do you do that? How do you blah, blah, blah? Well, it's because I manage my fucking time. And that's what we're going to teach you guys how to do, hopefully, on this episode. And you have to realize that whether we're creating content, like videos, like what we do for you guys, or you're prospecting, or you're recruiting, or you're a broker trying to run an office, and you're managing agents, and you have to pay agents, Whatever business you're in, if you don't make the time to work on it, you won't excel in it. And so I wanted to bring on uh, somebody that's taught me a lot over the last two, three years since I've been out here in uh, San Diego. And really, he's the guy that's sort of behind the scenes here, whether you guys admit or not. I have somebody that I have to listen to, too. And see, they have to beat my ass in the background. And what they do is they have to bring me down to ground zero because I'm a little bit of a squirrel, most like a lot of you guys. A lot of real estate agents are squirrels. You guys see one star in the object after the other and you go chase it. You forget about the first one you're working on and I'm no different. So this dude actually sort of brought me back down to earth and helped me um, formulate business models uh, with real estate marketing dude and all of that. And it's been night and day for my business. And I think it's just something that every agent also needs to hear as well, whether you're a broker, you're an agent, you're an investor, uh, it's so important to spend time working on your business where I have a line item each week where that's all I'm doing. I'm working on my business, working on my business, because if I don't work on it, you're working in it. When you're working in it, what's happening? So without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce my friend, my business partner, the CEO of Sweet Assist, which is a brand new platform that your brokerage has not heard about yet. You should send them to sweetassist.com because what that thing does, it helps manage brokers time more efficiently, but we'll get to that later. So what's up, Corey? Welcome to the show. You nervous today, Corey? You, you, you a little nervous out there? Corey like wore a suit for the show. Like he did his hair up all like he did you just go get a haircut for the show, dude? Yeah, you know me. I like to stay behind the scenes, Mike. So I want to look good for you, brother. So Corey, um, Corey's strength is not in like curating content or doing a lot of this. Corey's the guy behind the scenes of several different companies, and he's a time management expert. So, Corey, I want you. Um, give us a little brief background, who the fuck you are, what you do, who, what companies are you managing? And then I have a lot of questions for you. Sure. Okay. Well, you know, first and foremost, thanks so much for having me on brother. I really appreciate it. So thanks for the intro. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, I oversee, you know, a handful of different companies. Um, I'm the vice president at big block realty. We have over 1100 agents close about 6,000 transactions a year. Uh, I help Mike with real estate marketing dude behind the scenes and making sure that that's running and, you know, consulting with his right-hand Gail, Megan, uh, to make sure that we're kind of keeping Mike in his lane and get him focused on what he's really best at, which is obviously the content creation and things of that nature, but also kind of reeling him in a little bit. Uh, also the CEO of uh, Sweet Assist, uh, that's a new platform that we can discuss a little bit later on, but really just kind of an all-in-one brokerage solution that kind of helps you 
manage your time, efficiency, more profitable, so you can focus on the things that are most important to you. So, um, yeah, I really appreciate it again being on and more than happy to answer any questions that you guys have. So, Corey, what I want to do is you guys deal with a lot of real estate agents. And is it a fair statement to say that in general, don't take offense, guys, but in general, you guys suck at managing your time? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that, you know, for real estate, there's a lot of different facets. There's a lot of different things that you guys are working on. And what most of you are really best at is, is building rapport, being great with the clients, right? That's why you have things or, you know, people like transaction coordinators, you have auditors, you have, you know, customer service behind you. And, and I, I really believe that you are only as strong as your team. And, you know, and a lot of agents will come to us, hey, I really want to build a team because I want to produce more business. That's not necessarily what you need to do. You don't need to bring on more agents to create more business. You just have a strong team behind you to manage those expectations. And that could be as simple as your settlement service, escrow, title, uh, your, your lender, um, having a personal assistant, having a great TC, things about, you know, things like that, that can really let you focus on what you're best at, which is selling, building rapport with your clients. Let everybody else do the things that you don't necessarily want to spend the time on, or that might not be your strength. So. What do you think out of the agents? Um, Cause you guys have freaking 1100 agents and I don't get to see them since COVID, you know, I'm working in a sort of a little of a remote office. Um, no longer in the big, big block office. I used to work out of there and see all the agents all the time. But since COVID, you know, we got a new office space and all that. And now we're here sort of permanently. Uh, what are the biggest complaints you see from agents not being able to get done in their business? You guys see all of it. Um, what are the top three or four or five that you'd say where agents are like, oh, well, I didn't get this done. And really it comes down to fucking time management issue. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, I, I think, you know, obviously having somebody else, you know, do your files for you. The transaction coordinator is, is absolutely huge. Um, I think sticking to a schedule. Uh, I think the other thing that a lot of real estate agents do is they're like, I'm available from eight o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock at night. That's not realistic. Uh, to be honest with you, you should have a set schedule. I really think that, you know, you can call somebody back the next day, unless it's a fire, you got to have some time for yourself. You got to be able to kind of detach from that. So I think that that's, you know, really, really important. Let's stop. Uh, there. Uh, that's super important. Here's when I was selling, like I was always available. I could tell you um, in my real estate career, probably about five or six times. Um, and I even had it recently here in real estate marketing, dude, where I, I literally reached a level of exhaustion. Um, and I don't know if you guys have been exhausted before, if you could even define it, but I could tell you what exhaustion really is. Exhaustion is when you literally can't even talk to anybody. Um, I had to go to my mom's house a couple of times. She's just having me in Chicago all the time. I'd go to my mom's house and my, my mom would be like, but mom, shut the fuck up. I don't want to talk to you right now. I need to go home and relax. Like I came here just to get away. Um, you know, it's called a vacation in a sense. And it's true. Like you don't have to have your phone on 24 hours a day. I think your clients might even respect you more if you even had preset hours, because what it really says to people is like, whoa, that dude's busy. He's got his shit together versus like picking up the phone with your kid in the background. That How, how professional is that? So tell people more about that. Cause I think people um, need to hear about that. They think they have to always be answering. And how do you set your own hours? Because I thought you can't do that in real estate. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, I have a business coach and I learned a lot of these things as well. And, and one of the things that he says is, you know, if you use the analogy of going to a doctor's office, when you set the appointment, it's not, oh, hey, I'm open from nine o'clock till five. It's, hey, I have an 11, I have 11 o'clock, I have a one o'clock and I have a three o'clock available, which time works best for you. So I think that when you can really set those, you know, those, those timeframes for not only your clients, but to Mike's point, if you're prospecting, have a schedule for that, right? Have that blocked out every single day. If you're doing different marketing or shooting videos, 
have that blocked out on a weekly or a monthly. Uh, I think the more, you know, kind of locked in you can get with your schedule and know that, hey, from nine o'clock till six o'clock, this is when I'm available. I'm doing prospecting. I'm doing marketing at this time. I'm doing follow-up with my clients at this time. I'm showing houses at this time. I know it sounds really, really simple, but not a lot of people do it. And I think that the more that you can get consistent with that, I think that you'll be happier for it. I think that you'll close a lot more transactions. And there's also that whole 80-20 rule, right? You know, if you can go ahead and have somebody do something 80% as good as you, you know, that's a win. And, and that's a strong team behind you. And I think a lot of those teams, people think it's, you have to hire people. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that your team is going to be your lender. I think it's going to be your settlement you know, service. I think it's going to be your TC. I think that you can get a lot of different things done if you have a great team behind you that you can just focus on what you're best at. Yeah, but remember me a year ago, um, even a year and a half ago, I'm like, no, Corey, I'm not going to let up in this roles or responsibilities. I'm not going to let that person handle this part of the company. I'm not going to let someone teach other people that. And Corey's like pulled me out of the weeds of um, some of the call it minutia or the day-to-day of what we have to do to service our clients, you know, and what it's really done is it's allowed us to do more, get more, do get further with the company and, and move it on down the road. So why do, um, what's the hardest part about letting go and micromanaging all your shit? Because it's true. You won't feel like you do it any better. Um, that, like I, I always feel like, no, there's no way that guy's going to screw it up. He's not going to do it like me. Oh, if I'm not there for that one trade, I'm going to get it. So how do you come over that? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously that's not as, as it's easier said than done. I, I think that you have to have a little bit of trust and I think that you can ease into it. So, you know, when you do hire someone that might be specific to kind of Mike's situation, right? Just kind of the day-to-day, the stuff that he didn't need to be focusing on. You know, Mike's, you know, phenomenal at, at creating content and different ideas and things like that, but he was getting caught up so much in the day-to-day of, running this or managing this or making sure that this is done, it, it almost has inhibited his ability to, to, to really create. Uh, so I think that what you do is, you know, you, you hire good people, you go through, you know, whatever kind of process that you want and making sure that that person is a good fit. And I always look at it kind of like a marriage, make sure that that's a, a good personality fit for you as well, whoever you're working with, whoever's on your team. And then in regards to the micromanaging, letting go, I think it's a process. I think in the beginning, you probably meet with them two or three times a week. And then it goes to a week and then it goes to two weeks and then it goes to a month to the point where you really don't have to worry about any of that stuff unless there's, you know, a fire that comes up that you have to step back in. But again, be real with yourself on what you want to do and what you don't want to do. Don't waste your time and focus on things that either you're not good at or you don't enjoy. Focus on what you're really good at because there's other people that do things really, really well that you really might hate or not be good at that they might do really, really well. And that's okay. And I believe that the more that you can kind of grasp that and get solid with it, the, the, the better you'll perform for sure. So leads me to my next question um, because, well, I have to hire some money. That costs money. I don't want to spend money. Um, and people like, and for those of you guys who are editing your own damn videos, what the hell are you doing? Like pick up the damn phone or visit my website and call a real estate marketing dude. You spending hours and hours of time editing your own videos. And I don't care if you use us, find someone to edit your videos, but that is a non-money making activity in the real estate business. Um, it, it just really is. There's a reason why we created an editing company. It's because it's an ROI to work with us versus do it on your own. Pays for itself plus some. But I understand as a business owner the pain of actually um, spending money each and every month, but it's not spending when you're investing. And so differently when you hire your employees, like Corey did a good job of really 
teaching me a corporate, not, I wouldn't say corporate environment. I would say um, in a, a infrastructure based upon ROI, right? Yeah. Like, and just like looking at like, even from employees, like we have to look at, we have to hire an editor. We have to look at what the ROI an editor does. And we really have to look at it as a business. And unfortunately in the real estate space, there isn't a lot of people teaching people how to run the business. You have a bunch of salespeople chasing checks and then when tax time comes around, because they didn't even manage the proper amount to put for taxes, you're like, holy shit, what just happened? This real estate business isn't that fun anymore. Like I'm running around. And all this starts with habit. Um, I remember when I started brushing my teeth, I hated it the first time I do it, but now I do it every morning. And it's because it's become habit. So what's the difference in that versus whether it's your marketing plan, whether it's your content creation plan, whether your brokerage and it's how you pay people, uh, 1099s stuff like that. Like what's, what is the difference? And a lot of it is based upon, it comes back to this very fundamental concept of time management. I don't believe any business owner can succeed without being skilled in time management. And I believe the number one reason you have 90% of the business done by 10% of the agents is that one principle. Because if you look at the agents in your marketplace, there's someone in your business right now, like even probably in your office and you're probably looking at them and you're like, that dude's a fucking moron. Why the hell is he selling more houses than me? I'm pissed off. And you got some resentment towards that person. Well, what you're really, you're envious. Um, you're not resenting anybody. You're just like, why do they sell? Well, I could tell you right off the bat why they're selling more houses than you. It's because they have more attention than you do. They have a lot more friends and family and people that know what they do for a living than, than you. But the question is, is how did they get there to do that? Well, they manage the relationships properly. They manage their uh, prospecting properly. They're managing their business and everything in your business comes down to management, including the time, which is your most important asset that you have left. Now in our business, what we're seeing is a lot of changes going on like commission compression. Um, let's talk about that a little bit uh, in a second here, Corey, but what, what is commission compression? So I don't, and Phoenix agents, please write into the show if you guys uh, are seeing this, but from what I'm seeing on our clients is like 4%, um, across the board for like listing agent and buyer's agent commission is becoming the norm in these different um, markets and Phoenix. So what does Phoenix have that a lot of other markets don't have? Well, it's iBuyer Central. Um, you have tons of companies drowning the airwaves about why real estate agents are a big fat waste of money and why they should go with one of these alternatives that just have more fees just hidden. So the question really is, is like, well, what are you going to do about that? Right? Um, so this whole thing is, is true. Like there's a, like the business is evolving. So it's not just about the commissions, but folks, you got to start looking at ancillary services. You got to start looking at different areas where you can make money as an agent. Folks, I can guarantee you right off the bat, what's going to happen in this business is it's not just always managing time. You have to keep on the flow of what the hell's going on in the business. From what we're seeing in the business, at least here, and this is collectively working with agents around the country. Um, I think commission compression is real. And I think that um, your agents are going to find another way to make money in the transactions. So I want to implore everyone with this, just to think about this from an outside point of view. Why does an iBuyer company like, I don't know, say Zillow or any of these iBuyer companies, how can they stand to lose money on the transaction, but still win? Well, it's because they're monetizing all the other ancillary services. Okay. So Corey, why don't you, you guys have done really good at big block with this. And why don't you explain what ancillary services is because Sam is like, you know, I remember Sam was talking about this shit like three, four years ago. And there's a lot of other ways agents can make more money in real estate. 
or just service in a transaction, but very few do. So why don't you walk us through that? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for, for bringing it up. And, and, you know, I really, you know, if you're kind of talking about this, both from a brokerage perspective, as well as an agent perspective, right, there's ways to monetize on both sides. I'll kind of start on the brokerage, you know, perspective. We have roughly about 25 different vendors. And, you know, those vendors, you know, obviously we have a relationship with them, uh, you know, depending on the RESPA and some of those different things, you know, some of us, you know, they pay, you know, percentage of obviously the business that is used, or some of us are paying us a monthly. And what I mean by that is, you're providing different services to your agents because you want to give options. You want to give different things because we're all there. Hey, I need a plumber. I need a landscaper. I, you know, I need, you know, someone for, you know, roof my house, all these different things. Right. And what you'll find is a lot of these things are actually not RESPA compliant. What I mean by that is the revenues can actually be shared with you, the agent. So we've created, and I can kind of give you an example, some different profit mask maximizers, that if your client, your buyer or seller utilizes those different services, and let's be honest, they're using them anyway, and they're going to go off of the, the suggestions that you guys make, when they use those, there's no reason that you, the agent, can't monetize. So now imagine that you have 10, 12, 15 different ancillary services uh, that essentially your clients are using anyway. Why can't you guys monetize off of those? So I'll give you an example. We have a solar company out here, and the way that it works is we, we receive a fee based off of essentially any job that is done, we actually split those revenues directly with our agents. The goal being that, you know, with commission compression, which is a real thing, you're going to have to find different ways and different, you know, ways to find money and create money and things of that nature. And that also goes back to the whole team thing that I'm talking about. It all ties in, right? Now you have someone that you really trust as a contractor. You really trust, you know, as a landscaper, you really trust this. Those are the people that can take things off of your plate. You can monetize off of, and again, focus on what you're really good at, which is selling and building rapport with your clients. Well, it's, it's an affiliate fee. And like Absolutely. a lot of realtors don't realize what affiliate fees. So in internet marketing world, like, so for example, I might have an affiliate agreement with another vendor or like another personality who might send us clients. And every time they send us clients, I pay them money and I'm happily will because it would quite frankly, it would cost me a lot more money to acquire that customer cold than it would be for you guys to refer it over to me. And it's no differently with any of these vendors. So like, this is absolutely like, you got to look at yourself as a resource for all of these different, that's all agent is. I always looked at myself as a resource. Like it's uh, selling houses is a part of what I did, but I wanted to be a resource around the entire home ownership process and, and above and beyond the community. And with that is going to have a lot of uh, opportunities come your way. Hey, Mike, do you got a contractor I could call? Yeah, I got one here. Call these guys. Hey, do you want to get solar? Like they're going to buy this stuff elsewhere, but the faster you start realizing that um, there's little fees and sometimes big fees that you can make in a lot of these different other services who have your client. Look at, this is all the iBuyers are doing, but what they're doing is they're monetizing off for RESPA compliant or non-RESPA compliant things like the title, the mortgage. Um, the, why do you think they're coming after commissions? It's the lowest hanging fruit with the least value in most eyes right now. And that's where they're trying to remove the agent from the transactions in many cases. And they're starting to succeed a little bit, unfortunately. But the one thing that the agents will have over any type of iBuyer ever is going to be the relationship and the trust you build with them. Um, the solution you actually provide. Um, and if you're, that's why you just need to go to listingadvocate.com if you're really interested in that. But um, beyond that, it's really just providing more value. And a lot of times that value can be rewarded with payment because the value is just referring people to other service providers of whom they're looking for. 
Um, what do you, what other um, areas do you think the agents, what do you guys see coming at big bucks? You guys are always like four months down the road and these guys won't tell me their plans. I have to find out about it on my own. <laughs> and then I have to go out and like do something with it. So what do you guys see? Because you guys are already planning um, and you guys are already planning on this. You have been for years. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of different ones. I mean, there's ones you can, you can monetize off of even moving things. Like when you go to move and you have insurance, you have a cell phone provider, you have a cable provider um, and the list goes on. I mean, those are just a handful of examples, but any of these things that are non-RESPA compliant, there are, there are sites, there are companies, uh, a company like a moveeasy.com. They are built for this. They have their own agent concierge that is specific for your clients. And any service that your client purchases throughout the process of buying or selling their home, you make money off. And these exist. And there's no reason that you shouldn't be utilizing those. And those are some of the things that we've implemented at Big Block and also implemented you know, on our platform. The whole goal of the platform is to make it more efficient for the brokers, make it more efficient for the agents while also monetizing off of things that they're already happening. So it's, it's, it's literally just another way for you guys to make money and focus on what you're really good at. And I think that that's really important. I know I mentioned it multiple times, but you'll be happier for it. You know, the better you are with your schedule and having these people behind you, your clients are going to be happier for it. Uh, and you're gonna make more money at the end of the day. So, Yeah. And um, Corey's referencing suite assist um, is not only a transaction management platform, but it has a lot of these services uh, that agents and the brokers can monetize in. Um, as this uh, issue really becomes real. So if you guys are interested in learning more about Sweet Assist, you can visit it at www.sweetassist.com. It is a broker platform. There's no reason why you can't tell your broker about it and uh, tell them to sign up so you can start making some more damn money. How do you like that? Mm. All right. So uh, Corey, look, I want to go over a couple other things. And here's something else I want to implore you guys to look at. Um, I believe that every real estate agent um, will eventually either be an investor themselves, or I think that they're gonna be teaming up with somebody that is an investor on their team. I think the model of the future is like you, you know, the, the one good thing that's happened with all the iBuyers is that it's forced most agencies to adapt an instant cash offer. And I wanna ask you guys like, and you see this in all the groups, there's so many agents that don't invest themselves um, in real estate, but yet you come across some of those golden opportunities. And I'm telling you folks, start learning on how to invest, whether it's rehab, whether it's um, hold, whatever that's going to be, because it's coming. You, you're going to have, this is one of the ways that you can monetize is becoming the damn investor yourself. Instead of working for everybody else that's making a bunch of, that's building their wealth. Why don't you just become the damn person who's doing it? Um, tell us about what you guys do at Big Block. Cause you guys actually put together a fund even um, yeah. that you do it. And this is just, again, this is just an off the wall brokerage idea. You guys saw the need out there. It's pretty cool. What you guys do it. Why don't you walk them through that? Yeah, so we have a couple different things. Um, so to kind of talk about what Mike's talking about in terms of investing on your yourself, you know, we have, uh, you know, essentially another vendor, another relationship where we have a fix and flip. What does that mean? It means essentially you can go get money uh, at very little to no cost at all to essentially invest into your client's house, remodel a kitchen, redo countertops, things of that nature. Maybe to twenty five, thirty thousand dollars, which is going to up the value by seventy five to one hundred. Homeowner wins, you guys win, you make more money just by using a program like this. There's also hard money solutions out there where you can go ahead and do these flips yourself. You know, you get short-term loans that are anywhere from, you know, eight to 12 months, you know, essentially you can go ahead and go ahead, build those houses, excuse me, go ahead and revamp those houses, put the money back into it, and then go ahead and flip those. 
So that, those, are, those are great ideas that are definitely out there. There's programs out there to do that, some of the things that we've implemented. And then we also have, uh, you know, essentially what's, uh, what's called Monarch Fund. So what Monarch Fund is, is essentially it's a bunch of, uh, it's like a portfolio um, uh, of different investment properties that you can invest in. So what does that mean? You're getting a return, you know, by investing into, you know, a syndicated deal. So what syndication is, is when you go and you say, hey, this property is going to cost $10, $15 million. And, you know, I don't have $10, $15 million. That's true. But 50 of you putting in 25 to 50K, you can buy that. And then essentially all you, you know, that you own a portfolio of properties that you're getting a return on your investment within three years. And you can build wealth that way as you buy these investment properties. As a real estate professional, there's some different tax things that you can get access to that if done correctly, you can live off the depreciation of some of these assets where you actually never have to pay taxes again, which is kind of cool. Um, and additionally, the longer you keep those assets, you have those as a retirement for either yourself or for your children. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address a question. I know everyone's already thinking, well, I'm a real estate agent. Isn't that against my fiduciary if I'm buying or selling the properties? No, it's not. Um, because the properties that will sell to you guys are going to go to investor anyways. And typically the properties that are going to go buy or sell, um, a lot of the properties that are going to get bought and buy an investor type, whether it's a rehab or it's a hold, they're buying at an investor price. So um, the truth is, is that if you are the investor, you could act as a principal in a transaction and just take it down as a principal in a transaction. It's just called disclosure um, because it's going to go for the same price as somebody else. So I don't want you to overthink that piece because uh, I used to think that same way before I was buying investing when I was back in Chicago. And um, I had to learn how to do it the right way and all that stuff. But um, it's a fair reservation you may have, but um, don't let it stop you. you. You really should be reading and learning about investing yourself and learning about how you can monetize on some of the really good deals you come across. Think about like every agent comes across at least one to two deals, but usually I think the number one reason it stops them is money. So there's no shortage of it. You guys like you just have to find the right people in your market. Maybe it's aunt Sue who just uh, inherited something or it's your rich uncle. It doesn't matter. Somebody, you know, has money. And if you don't, you're in real estate, like start talking to some damn people. Um, it's, these are the things you got to start looking at, just thinking outside the box. Um, Corey, what else you see coming down the pipe, um, at least with uh, your agents? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the things that, you know, they kind of focused on the, the different, you know, commission compressions and the different ancillary services, I think, you know, uh, just different opportunities. Some of the other things too, which is, which is interesting is there's a lot of programs out there too, where you can actually, they'll buy the properties and lease them back to someone that might not be qualified for a home yet. So what that means is essentially these, these very much like Mike's talking about these investors, what they do is they, they buy the home on your behalf. You get all of the tax benefits of essentially owning the home, just like a regular mortgage. But if you don't have the down payment or you don't qualify from a credit, you know, credit score perspective and have a 700 plus, some of these programs will go down to 580 and you can actually go ahead and, and get in there. You can make the same commission as an agent uh, that you would if it was a regular transaction. And then essentially those homeowners can then have two or three years to essentially buy back the property for better lack of terms, you know, while getting all of the benefits of, of having their own mortgage. So there's a lot of creative stuff like that out there that that's kind of untapped markets in my opinion. And that's what we're always trying to think outside of the box and um, give those opportunities to our agents as, as well as to different brokerages and stuff like that across the country, because there's a lot of that out there um, that I think is super beneficial. Um, the other thing I'd also mention, you know, too, and I don't know if a lot of you have this, but get your own S-Corp, get your own corporation, do stuff like that, where essentially you can 
pay yourself and create retirement funds and have other investment opportunities there. That's another big thing that I hear is, you know, a lot of agents, they, they're in the business for 25, 30 years and they have no retirement and all they want to do is they're just working hard and feel like there's nothing that they can, you know, fall back on. And that's why these opportunities through buying multiplexes, investment properties, you know, creating a 401k through your own S corp, things of that nature you can do and also get a tremendous amount of tax benefits from it that just a lot of agents are not utilizing in my opinion. Yep. I hundred percent agree. I can't imagine the, uh, I, I can't believe the amount of agents that don't have their own corpse um, in business. I see that question pop up in the groups all the time. Um, I'm not giving you legal advice. Talk to your damn CPA for that. Cause I'm just a dude. Um, but um, in just full disclosure, um, you mentioned a couple different things. Um, I don't know if you guys caught this, but the fix and list program, there's also different levels of service that you're going to have to offer. So let's just put yourself in a, let's just pretend we're wedding planners and not real estate agents. Did you know that the wedding planner makes a rip on every single person that they freaking refer out? So what, what are we really doing? We're planning, we're not planning someone's wedding. We're planning their fucking future, but it's like a wedding, right? Because it's all emotional and it's very fun and all of that. And the wedding planner will be like, Oh, do you want those flowers? Cha-ching! She gets a rip from the flower, dude. Oh, do you want, you want to have a DJ or do you want to have the band? Cha-ching! She gets a rip from either or. Oh, I got to rent all these chairs. Cha-ching! Table. Cha-ching! Venue. Cha-ching! All of this stuff is the exact same thing we're talking about. So quit being a real estate agent and start being a fucking wedding planner. Corey. Yes, sir. Let's go to brokerages. Sure. Um, you guys are the masters of um, making the best use of your time. And um, what are brokerages doing and team leaders? Because they have other areas. Like you're, you're, We're just talking a lot of this on the individual agent side of things. But brokerages, um, teams have a tremendous opportunity, I believe as well, through setting up a lot of these different um, agreements. This is like the baseline of why you guys built Sweet Assist the way you did. So why don't you go ahead and share about what you're seeing brokerages win through ancillary services? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that, Mike. Yeah. I mean, for us, you know, we had essentially six or seven different platforms that we were spending an exorbitant amount of money that didn't talk to one another. And it was, you know, taking a tremendous amount of time. Um, and, you know, this is really all about efficiency. So this is really for, you know, the teams and for the brokerages, you know, we created this platform. It's an all-in-one solution that you can go from start to finish with everything in between from training uh, to the ancillary services. You know, you have your own lo local and national marketplace that you can monetize off of your agents by having it centralized, you know, an internet where you can have your basically like an own private Facebook group where you can communicate with one another and stuff like that. Uh, you know, essentially having everything tied together in a centralized platform my guess is a lot of you guys are on QuickBooks online. Imagine if you could click a button and all the data goes directly into QuickBooks. You know, you can pay your agents directly from the transaction. Don't have to worry about all that stuff. You can customize everything to your liking and monetize off of these different things uh, that essentially your agents are buying anyway. So I think that, you know, stuff like that, things that we've created there has, has been huge. Um, I also think, you know, for us, you know, we, we do a lot with a little. So everything is centralized for us. You know, we break it down from you know, in terms of customer service, it's either agent concierge, which is basically our version of customer service. Anything they say, anything they ask, uh, they essentially say yes, short of, you know, essentially closing your listing for you or paying for lunch. I mean, you can actually call them and say, hey, I'm in this area. I want to go ahead and, uh, you know, take my clients out to lunch, but I'm not familiar. Our team will actually book the reservation directly for them. So that's just something that's nice for the agents that they don't have to worry about, uh, you know, and, and everything goes to agent concierge or you know, essentially broker at Big Law, which is all of our brokerage team, any compliance questions. And it's super simple. Um, goal is to get back to everybody within an hour because 
let's be honest, when you guys have questions, it's, it's really important and you want, you know, someone to get back to you as quickly as possible. So I think, you know, you can do a lot with less uh, in regards to running your brokerage the right way, um, especially if it's centralized and you get people more linear. You know, I see, and this is for the brokers, the teams, the agents, again, kind of going back to my first point, the more linear that you can make your company and your business, the better off you will be. Seeing people do four, five, six, seven different things and kind of being a jack of all spades and being pulled in a bunch of different directions, that's where you burn out. And that's what I really helped Mike with and, you know, tried to help him focus specifically on just being a creator and selling, you know, and, and I think that that's really, you know, it's, that's good for, for all of you guys. And as a brokerage, right, what should you be focusing on? Recruiting, getting, you know, focusing on recruiting and getting more recruits in so that, you know, the brokerage can be more profitable while offering a bunch of the different programs that I just talked to you guys about that's going to, you know, have agents kind of resonate, um, you know, with what your guys are talking about and, and kind of move, you know, over to your brokerage because they see all the different fun programs that you have. They see these different profit maximizers and, you know, know that you actually care and are trying to build their business while you're trying to build yours. Love it. Um, yes, I like it. Um, well, I don't know if we have anything else uh, to beat at the end of the day, what, again, this all comes down to um, time management. Um, you're either managing your time or someone's managing um, or they're using or they're leveraging yours uh, in some way, shape or form. So you might as well um, figure out time. So the day of the week, like I'm looking at my schedule right now and I already know right off the bat, I have like six hours this week where I'm working on my business, not in it, on the business. So I can set up systems to have other people do this stuff for me so I could go out there and keep growing the company. Um, regardless of the business you're running, I think it's the same concept, whether you're selling tacos or you're selling houses, it's the same damn thing. You still have to make time to build, make those tacos. Well, you still need time to find those clients and so on and so forth. So I really hope that if anything you guys got out of this podcast is really treat your business like a business, quit being salesperson, chasing a check, because if you are, that's all you're ever going to be until you actually put it down, put the paper to the pen, spend time and plan on your business, whether that's how much content you're creating on a week with us, we'll do it for you. Visit our site. Or um, it's just figured out what, how many hours you need to work. Time management is the key to actually scaling and growing in anything, not just in real estate. Corey, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell everybody where they can learn more about Sweet Assist at. Um, if you guys are have a brokerage and you hate their transaction management platform and you want something that's super simple and something that'll actually, you can monetize different situations on like we're talking about, tell them to check out Sweet Assist. If you are a broker, ditch your 1984 um, transaction management system or your filing cabinet, we'll go set that thing on fire and start looking at Sweet Assist. Um, it's a seven-year platform took to build for a reason. It's because it is a true all-in-one-in-one. In one. So Corey, why don't you go ahead and tell them where they can find out about that and we'll get the show wrap. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks again, Mike. So yeah, www.sweetassist.com. If you guys are interested, you know, click on the demo page. I'm more than happy to answer any kind of questions that you guys have and you know, kind of show you some of the different things that have worked for us, our brokerage, and, you know, how, how we're trying to put it out there to different brokers across the country. So thanks again, Mike, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. And thank you folks for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Folks, if you need help with your videos, you know where to go. If you want help with your personal brand, you know where to go. It's realestatemarketingdude.com. We script, edit, and distribute your videos for you. There's only two things that make you stand out in this market. One is your personal brand, which is what Real Estate Marketing Dude does. Two is when you do something or offer something different. And if you're interested in learning about what we're doing different in your listing strategy, I want you to visit listingadvocate.com. That's listingadvocate.com, where we show you how to start attracting listings 
put interruption under the bus and fight back and start fucking taking your damn business. Thank you for listening to another episode of Real Estate Marketing Dude. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time.